Hello friends and welcome to Men Do Disney, episode 86, Drop It Like It's Hot. My name is Pete, and joining me tonight are Matt. What's up everybody? And Tom. How's everybody doing? We're three guys who want to help you make the most of your Disney World vacation as well as to bring some of that Disney magic into your life every day. So put on your favorite pair of Mickey ears, lower your safety harness, remain seated until the ride has come to a complete stop, and then, let's do Disney. So Pete. I, I, I don't know if the debate's going to begin, but who does the intro better, you or, or I? I felt like I nailed the men. Let's do Disney. You know, yours is good, but Pete's a professional. Let's let the professional do his mind. Look, I've had 85 episodes to perfect my craft. I, 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 don't, I don't know that you coming in for, for one and being the sub is going to overrule all that. You know what? I'm, I'm going to bow out of this fight because, yeah, 80, 84 episodes, you have done very, very well. Uh, I think our listeners learned that we don't always have to have the fearless leader. We, Matt 80, and I are 80, capable of 85, doing an episode. 85. I missed one. Well, you're counting, you're counting tonight. I am counting tonight. So tonight we are going to talk about the best drops at Disney World. These are, for the most part, rides. They may not necessarily have to be rides, but uh, but I think for the most part, they are rides. Before we get into our main topic for tonight, I'm going to go ahead and blitz through the news since there's really not a whole lot of it, even though we skipped last week. We've got several pieces of annual pass holder and Disney Vacation Club news. Uh, the first, Disney has announced a Summer Splash Pass water park ticket, and this provides unlimited access to Blizzard Beach and Typhoon Lagoon from July 5th through September 7th. Uh, the cost of this is $69 plus tax per person. And again, it does allow unlimited access to all of or both of these water parks. Passholder previews for, or for uh, Galaxy's Edge have been announced. Rumors say that they are going to begin on August 11th. Uh, Disney hasn't really commented publicly on how this is going to go other than it's going to be first come, first served. And they are expected to release some additional information on this at a later date. Uh, they've also announced a 4th of July event for Disney Vacation Club members at Top of the World Lounge at the uh, Bay Lake Tower at the Contemporary. The cost for this is $110 plus tax per person. And this will include a buffet of small plates, uh, desserts, plus beer and wine. And then finally, Disney has announced an annual pass holder lunch discount and this is going to be available from june 11th through july 2nd at select walt disney world restaurants really this is pretty much every restaurant at magic kingdom animal kingdom and hollywood studios and then a few at epcot uh, this is a 20 percent discount between 11:30 and 4 p.m and does not apply to alcohol this applies to food undiscounted food only one annual pass is good for the pass holder and up to three guests no Magic Kingdom news this week, so we'll go straight to Epcot. Guardians of the Galaxy Awesome Mix Live has returned to Epcot at the America Gardens Theater. This is a live show from, from what we've seen, and we'll, we'll check it out next week. It is, it's worth seeing. Uh, Epcot also has some special food and drink offerings in celebration of this returning at Liberty Inn and the Fife and Drum Tavern at the American Adventure Pavilion. So go check that out. Going over to Animal Kingdom, Primeval Whirl has unexpectedly closed for some extended maintenance. No telling when this is going to come back yet. Don't know if anybody really misses it, but 
it has been removed from the wait time section of the app. So it does look like it's going to be down for a while. And then finally, we'll go over kind of to Hollywood Studios, but mostly to Galaxy's Edge because this is all Galaxy's Edge news. The Fast Pass tiers at Hollywood Studios will be changing when Galaxy's Edge opens on August 31st. Pretty much everything here is going to become a tier one attraction with the exception of Star Tour. So that means Rock and Roller Coaster and Tower Terror will be moving to Tier 1. Uh, Star Tours will be the, the sole ride there that uh, that will be Tier 2. And then all the shows will be Tier 2 as well. So you, you'll be able to get one ride out of Toy Story Land, Tower Terror, Rock and Roller Coaster, and then two shows. So all the shows will remain Tier 2 attractions. Now, and just a reminder here, Smuggler's Run, when it opens, will not have a Fast Pass queue uh, there will not be fast passes available for it. And finally, Disney has released guidelines for what is and what is not allowed from a costume standpoint in Galaxy's Edge. Pretty much what we suspected. No robes, no masks, no face paint, no headwear, no blasters, no hard items like body armor, and you can't wear a full character suit. So you can't dress up like Chewbacca. The problem with this is that some of the items that are sold in Galaxy's Edge are not allowed to be worn in Galaxy's Edge. So no telling how Disney is going to enforce this. We will see how this goes. So that's all the news we've got. Let's pause here for just a minute to hear from our sponsor, Kingdom Strollers. So your family is coming to Orlando. And the thought of lugging your stroller onto the plane isn't your idea of fun. But you're smart enough to know that conquering the theme parks of Orlando without a stroller for your kids could be a vacation killer. As parents ourselves, we get it. You're not asking for much. You just want the convenience of a clean, affordable stroller or crib delivered to your hotel or vacation home, ready to use. Welcome to Kingdom Strollers, a Disney-featured stroller and crib provider that does exactly what you're looking for at a great price. To book your stroller or crib, just click on the item you'd like to reserve and select the dates for your rental. We run a tight ship, so we will never overbook. Next, tell us where you're staying and choose the times for delivery and pickup. Then, choose from helpful free accessories like cooler bags and rain covers. It couldn't be easier. If you have any questions or concerns, you can check our FAQ page or just give us a call. We are always ready to answer your questions. Once you've placed your reservation, there's nothing left to do except count down the days until you're in sunny Florida. So what are you waiting for? Go ahead and book your stroller or crib from Kingdom Strollers today. Okay, so who's ready to talk about drops? I'm ready. I don't think the drops are really something people think about when they think about Walt Disney World. But there are some good drops in the parks that, you know, we should hit tonight and show how Disney is still a thrill park. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, drops is one way to categorize them, but thrill rides is the other way I'd look at them. And while Disney is very family friendly, there's a ton of thrill rides and, and more are coming, right? I mean, we, we talk about all the construction that's going on at Disney World and it's time to talk about the drops at Disney. Yeah, I mean, you talk about what's coming, you've got... Guardians of the Galaxy, I'm assuming, is going to have drops. You've got Tron, which kind of has drops. So yeah, there there is a lot coming. So let's start off with something that I don't think any of us have done in years. Although it, it may be the fastest and highest drop at Disney World. Oh, I know exactly where you're going, Pete. Would you like to share where I'm going? I think you're going to Blizzard Beach. Yeah, you're, you're right. I am going to Blizzard Beach and... Uh, Talking specifically about Summit Plummet. I haven't done this in 15 years, probably. But I know you go fast. 
Well, that makes sense because when we go to Disney World, we're not always trying to go to the water parks. It's not something that we buy into when we go to Disney. And oftentimes it's because we're going off season. We're not necessarily going to Disney World in the summertime when it's really hot. But guys, Summit Plummet, the very first time I saw that, let's say 20 years ago, I was honestly scared to to ride that particular water slide. What about you guys? Yeah, I mean, on a top 10, this is probably 9 out of 10 on an insane rate. This is the 120 feet tall, right? It's the fastest ride in Disney World, and it's not very comfortable. I would say that you're going to hit speeds of 60 miles per hour while laying on your back. There's there's no protection between your back and the actual slide. So I will say, make make sure you cross your legs. Well, yeah. is, is this the is this the ride? Speaking of drops, that causes people to drop their bathing suit. I I actually think the bathing suit goes the other direction. <laughs> And I would say males definitely cross your legs. You're going to hit at least speeds of 60 miles per hour. So imagine you being a car on the interstate, but you're just a body on a water slide. It's very painful. Let's think about, you know, being a car on the interstate, laying down flat on top of a car. But instead of going flat down the interstate, you're going straight down. So just imagine how gravity works there. You know, I actually, I think the, the way the slide is constructed is what makes it uncomfortable because it's kind of... Slide portion screws, slide portion screws. That is um, really uncomfortable at 60 plus miles per hour. There is an age and height limit here, 48 inches tall. And I, I guess not an age limit per se, but you're, you're going to hit the, the right age at the right height. I can remember as a child, my body lifting up on this slide. Now it's totally safe. You know, Don't worry about that part of it. But if you're very, you know, I, I was a tall kid and very skinny at that point. So my body was actually lifting up as I was going down the slide because you're, you're hitting 60 to 65 miles per hour. You're not in a ride vehicle, right? You're not in a controlled substance. You are just going down the slide, just you and the slide. And this definitely ramps up the thrill factor. As a young child, I could ride every other attraction we're going to discuss with no intimidation. This one scared me. It still scares me, actually. As a as an adult, it scares me still. The way the slide looks, it looks like you're you're going off a ski jump, right? So it looks exactly, like you're going exactly. to just fly off the end. Obviously, there's a tunnel through the bottom of the ski jump, but this is one of those sight lines that you see at Disney World, and as a child, you definitely worry about uh, if your parents are kind of putting you through the ringer. This is a very intimidating ride. But moving to another sight line that can be terrifying. And also can almost attract you as an adult to drive to said park. Where you see the Hollywood Tower Hotel, the Twilight Zone, Tower of Terror, Hollywood Studios. It's a massive structure and it's one of the greatest drops in Disney World. Yeah, I think this is this is more my speed. You know, when you when you talk about just pure drops at Disney World, this is it, right? I mean, this is Disney taking a classic drop tower and putting your own spin on it now it's enclosed so it, it doesn't you know i think of a, a standard uh think of a standard drop tower where you're outside it takes you up to the top and it drops you kind of boring so yeah disney's put their own spin on this it's enclosed makes it a little creepier and then you do get that view at the top once the uh once the elevator doors open Tower of Terror is intimidating. When you're walking up to this ride, like Pete said, it, and Tom said, you're going to get attracted to it, but you're going to hear the screams, you know, from far away. And even though this ride is indoors, you know, just watching people like drop 
and they they say it all the time. You're never gonna have the same scream twice. Yeah, I mean, I, I think this ride absolutely features what a what a big drop at Disney is because one, it's randomized. You have no idea what drop sequence you're going to get. But I, I, you know, Pete, I think you're exactly right. It's enclosed, but there's enough opening when you get to the top that you understand how high up in the air you are. You know, uh, Carowinds, which is local to us, has a drop at the similar height of this. And the ride just, it, it doesn't, doesn't really do it. If you've ridden Tower of Terror, you get on this ride and you're like, eh, well, it's okay. You know, the, the Disney theming of Tower of Terror, the drop sequence the speed at which you drop, all of those are definitely intimidating for a big drop. And I, and I think this attraction has nailed it with, with the height requirement, you know, the seat belts that kind of let you lift off the seat a little bit and the theming of it. It kind of scares you a little bit. The cast members are fantastic with it. And there's a reason it's one of Disney's most popular attractions because it is a absolute free fall, 13 stories, and you don't know how far you're going to drop each time. So this is definitely categorized as a quote-unquote big drop at Disney World. But Tom, tell me how you feel when you feel that elevator catch on the drop cycle and it's a little bit warm, you can feel the Florida humidity, and you don't know when you're going to drop. You feel the, you feel it moving into the humidity, you feel the catch, and then all of a sudden you can be going up or down and you just don't know. Yeah, I think that's one of the greatest parts of the ride. That's a really good point, Matt. As you're going through the ride queue, I would still consider that the ride queue. You're on the ride, but you're seeing different sights and sounds. I don't want to spoil it for anybody, but you you move out of the track to the up and down sequence, and you feel the draft air. You feel the live air, and you realize I am now suspended in this hotel tower. The best part about this attraction, because it's enclosed, am I going to go up or am I going to go down? And at what rate of speed is this going to happen? You know, Pete, Pete, you and I, last time we rode this, it was like us two, one of our buddies, and like four other guys, or four, four other people, rather. And we kind of, you know, even us, Disney experts and extra, and extra magic hours, had no idea which direction it's going to go. Regardless, it, it creates a reaction from you. You either lose your stomach or you can't breathe on the way up. Yep. I think, I think we could all agree pretty much a... Uh... The, really the only example of a pure drop at Disney World. Well well worth your time. So let's go over to Animal Kingdom. And I, I to I think what is my favorite roller coaster at Disney World. And that is Expedition Everest. I, I love getting on this thing first thing in the morning. You can ride it four or five times. With, really without a wait. So Pete, you say without a wait. Do you, Are you talking... Single rider, or are you talking no, about you? If, if you go, look, right now everybody is going to Pandora first thing in the of morning. Of course. Yep, so, flight of passage, right? So if you do not go to Pandora, you can ride Everest three, four times in a row without waiting at all, just through the normal queue. And I think one of the cool things there, Pete, is Everest is a ride that you're going to want to do multiple times in a row. Like for me, Everest is just like a drug. Like I want to do it over and over and over again because that it's so that 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 ride where you're going you know, forward and all of a sudden backwards. It's such a unique twist on a ride that you don't find anywhere else. So, like Pete said, if you can do this multiple times in a row, do it because you're not going to have the opportunity to do it later in the day. So specifically talking to the drop, I guess what 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 drop are we considering the drop of this ride? So I'm going to look at it two different ways, Pete. 
I don't under I don't I don't know that the so we we we've already discussed right. You go backwards on the subtraction. I don't know if the backwards portion is quote unquote the drop, but it simulate because it's in the dark. You're going backwards. It's unexpected. It at least your my body at least simulates a aggressive drop. That's one of them. The big drop is obviously what. I would categorize as "quote unquote" big drop at Disney World. You know, as you talked about the the ability to get on this attraction, I think as highly ranked as we have this, this is an attraction. If you're going to Disney World, you have to do it. You know, it it is a top tier attraction. Single rider line leaves some to be some to be desired. The the queue obviously is phenomenal, but I would say one A one B one A is the big drop. One B is the Going backwards around, you're going to see the Yeti. That would be one B, but both of them definitely live in this stratosphere for me. Yeah, I agree with that. And I don't know the backwards in the dark portion really feels like you're going up more than down. Okay, so I thought I was the only one who thought that. So my my wife loves this, loves it, right? Loves this ride. She doesn't feel that. She she feels going backwards. I feel upside down, <laughs> and I know it's not upside down because you only have the lap bars. If it was upside down, you'd have the shoulder bars. But I, all my body, just the way my mind works, feels like I am upside down, about to throw up. Tom, you but might need to get a doctor about that because you definitely well, don't no, go upside down. No, I down. think that's the pur- the purpose of the attraction is because you're going so quick on a tight spiral. Correct. You're supposed yes. to feel that. Correct. Yeah, yeah. You're, I'm, you're, I'm, you're I'm giving you a hard right. time. So yeah, it is. You are going backwards. You're in a very tight spiral, and I mean, I I think you are going up at least slightly, and and that could just be you know because of because you're spiraling so tightly. But I but I think there is some upwards movement to that. So while it's not a drop, I, I think different people are kind of interpret it different ways. I would say it's something to everybody. Like you just said, they're going to interpret it different ways, but it is very unique and very interesting. And I'm going to go to one of the original rides now at the Magic Kingdom, Space Mountain. There is a drop there that you really don't see coming that always takes my stomach away. So if we're if we're transitioning to space, there are multiple drops that take your stomach away. I I don't know if this, I was I was kind of conflicted with with putting this on the list because you look at, you know, what have we hit? We've hit the Tower of Terror, Expedition Everest. Those have legitimate drops. Summit plummet ones you see. Space you don't see those drops. That's part of the reason I'd like to include this on the list because. It is totally at surprise. I would say Space Mountain is, is definitely more geared toward the twist and turns, kind of like a rat race uh, attraction. But there are two or th- there there are at least two, maybe three drops that get you, you know, where, where you lose your stomach because you don't expect it. And I wouldn't call them big drops. I would just call them sudden drops. The darkness 100% adds to this because if it was a ride outside, it would it would look like a typical rat race ride or a typical carnival ride, but because it's, it, it's indoors, uh, the speed of 27 miles per hour, which is probably shocking, would not affect you outside. But inside, when you hit those drops, you feel it. You lose your stomach. Yeah, there's there's not a whole lot of big drops here. It, it is a lot more twists and turns, but there are there are a couple of places. And, and thinking specifically of you know times when you're aiming directly at a track in front of you and you suddenly dip down. Those, those to me qualify as drops. Although they're brief, they're little dips more so than anything. You know, I, I'd consider those drops. 
And I, I think for that reason alone, it belongs on this list. Yeah, Pete, I completely agree with you. I've ridden Space Mountain more times than I can count at this point, and I never anticipate the drop. And I think that's what makes Space Mountain just a one, one in a million ride and one that even though you go 27 miles per hour, it never gets old. And with that being said, let's go on to another mountain that's also in the Magic Kingdom. And longtime listeners will know this is um, one of Pete's favorite rides. But Pete, talk to me about Splash Mountain. What do you think about this attraction? Yeah, I mean, I, I, I think that Splash Mountain is obviously the best ride at Magic Kingdom. I don't think there's any question about that. Some people think other than that and they're wrong. But yeah, I mean, this, this ride fakes you out a couple of times. You, you can, this drop really makes this attraction, right? So you walk up to this attraction. What's the first thing you see? You see this drop. The whole ride builds up in anticipation for this drop. There are, you know, a couple of points in time where you think, hey, maybe we're going down this this huge drop it, and it fakes you out. So the, the whole ride is really building up your anticipation to going down this monster drop. Now, when you get to the point of the ride where you're actually going up the lift hill, that's also very clear to you. But at that point, it's been built up so much in your mind. It's, you know, you, you go through this cute little story. You have all these characters all over the place, but there's this kind of this sense of unease because you know at some point you're going down this huge drop. Okay, so Pete, I've given you respect all episode. I haven't talked any trash about Splash. Nor should you. Man, I'm struggling here. I'm struggling with your synopsis there. While I totally agree that Splash Mountain's biggest drop is, without a doubt, one of the iconic drops at Disney World, I don't agree that the little drops in between, the surprises, should trump Space Mountain, but that... Our listeners know that's a different subject. I actually believe that Splash Mountain has, call me crazy, better drops than the big one. Because the surprise drops in between, especially the first one, make first-time riders think this is a big one. Because if you go to a, I'm going to use Carowinds as an example, a Carowinds water ride, you're going to go up the ramp, to the right, and down the drop. That's the total attraction. Here at Disney World, they trick you with a tiny attraction, or rather a tiny drop on this attraction. Now, I will say this. As a young child, you see Splash Mountain. It's very intimidating. You hear the screams. You see the splash. Huge drop, right? I can remember gripping the handlebars to where I feel like I ruined the handlebars because I was so terrified of the big drop. And the weird thing is it takes like four or five drops to get to the big one. So I, I, I would have to agree with you that it's an iconic drop. I disagree that Space Mountain does not live up to the hype here. I think one thing that's going underrated here, we talk about drops. As someone who was terrified of big drops and losing your stomach, there was nothing more satisfying than than my mom telling me, we made it, zippity doo that is one of the most, that, that's just the most celebration song you can ever have. That song makes it worth being courageous and going down the Splash Mountain drop. Would you agree, Pete? Yeah, I think so. I, it's, again, it's, it's this sense of anticipation that's built up all ride. You get down the bottom of the drop and now you're in this celebration. And, and there's a sense of relief there too, right? Because you're, because it's behind you. Exactly. I mean, I think Tom's expecting the metal getting through Splash Mountain. It's just, it's just happy times, Tom. You don't deserve anything extra. We, and you know, the, the thing about that drop to celebration, there's another drop in this attraction we haven't talked about. It's the waterfall drop when you're in the queue trying to get off the attraction. 
So so if, if you've never ridden Splash Mountain, it I'm gonna call this a queue still. The post ride queue. You wanna you wanna sit on the right side, trust us, sit on the right side, and you're going to be in your log on the way out of the attraction. There's a waterfall that won't hit you, but that is the most iconic waterfall because I've never seen more people get happy or pissed about a waterfall in my life. Very true. Very true. I will say Pete strategically sits, and, and I'm, I'm going to shout out Andrew because he's a huge listener, somebody who knows us, one of our friends. He knows that Pete will strategically place himself for this attraction. Very good at it. Very good at it. All right, let's move on to another uh, classic Magic Kingdom ride, and that is Pirates of the Caribbean. This is a pretty standard boat ride for, for most of the attraction. Although there is a drop in Pirates of the Caribbean, it is in the dark and you get wet now. Yeah, I think that's the big thing here. So Pirates of the Caribbean is a, I don't know, fantastic boat ride. There has been some discussion about the changes, but we're, we're not here to discuss that. They changed the drop. I've ridden it enough since the refurbishment to know that they have changed the drop. You get wet. You get soaked. I have not found a spot to sit on this little boat, and maybe I'm just a heavy guy, and I and I create the the mess. But I every time I get up, I'm wearing khakis, and I look like I peed myself. My wife thinks it's hilarious. I don't think it's very funny. This drop has now become iconic because of the fact that you're you're going into if you listen to our top smells episode, Pete's favorite smell at Disney World, or or one of them. And, one of, I, I would say at Magic Kingdom by far. Well, I mean, yeah, right? And you're getting absolutely soaked. One of the things that I love about this attraction is I think that drop actually drops you into a pirate world. It kind of takes you away from where you are before, and now you're all of a sudden, you know, in a pirate's land where these pirates are, you know, ransacking villages and just r- basically running amok. So, so, yes, I agree. And on that note, I want to build on that, and I want to go to Haunted Mansion. Because very similar Haunted Mansion. Now, Haunted Mansion doesn't have a very fast drop, but you do fall backwards out of the attic. And it's at that point where you really start to see all the ghosts, right? Before you catch glimpses of them, you know, you're in the, the ballroom and they're appearing and disappearing. But until you go backwards out of that attic, really, you're not seeing a whole lot of ghosts. All right. So Pete and I and Matt, Matt, we all, we all discuss this. Big drops versus iconic drops. This is iconic. Now, if you've listened to our Haunted Mansion episode, you understand what we're saying. And I would I, I would love to refer you back to that. I hope it's not too brutal because we were learning how to podcast then. But going backwards in the Haunted Mansion is a huge drop. And Disneyland. It's not it's not thrilling. It's kind of uncomfortable if you're over six three. It's just it's it's a weird drop down, but you when you hit the ground, you understand what you're looking at. Not a super thrilling drop, but but yeah, it is an iconic drop. So I think Pirates and Haunted Mansion kind of go hand in hand there. So did want to mention them together. So another backwards drop is over at Epcot, and that is Frozen. Now, this, of course, replaced Maelstrom, which had literally the exact same ride layout. And again, had a backwards drop where the troll threw you backwards down the river. So now, instead of a troll throwing you down the river, this is during Let It Go, and you're getting thrown backwards by the, the giant snowman, right? So yes, I Pete, this here, it's not only a big drop, it's a big attraction. And from the young viewers who, who watch Frozen, it doesn't get much better. Now, I know you're, you're a Nordstrom guy, right? 
not Nordstrom. I called it Nordstrom. It takes a lot to, to announce this as a big drop because Maelstrom was the big drop. Well, you know, and I think I've mentioned this before, but I did watch a ride video of Maelstrom. And as much as I talk about it, like how good it was, it really wasn't that great. Okay, hold on. Do you feel the same way about Great Movie Ride or not yet? No, no, Too no. Soon? Never gonna feel Too that, soon? Never going to feel that way about Great Movie Ride. Yeah, I mean, so I, I talked to my brother-in-law. We're playing a Disney trip, and and he's, you know, in the in the uh, twenty twenty year old age group, and he still wants to ride this attraction, even though Frozen is kind of geared toward children. I think it's better than Maelstrom, and I think they have incorporated the backwards drop better. So the last time that I went to Disney World with Pete, Pete honestly was like, Matt, we have to do Maelstrom, we have to do Maelstrom, we have to do Maelstrom, and then we got on there. And Pete was trying to get so excited for it. He was like, Matt, this is great. This is great. This is great. Oh, just wait till the end. We got off the ride. Pete was like, eh, yeah, that wasn't that great. I really, really enjoyed that a lot more when I was a little kid. But I will say that Maelstrom's such an iconic ride. And especially like now, like, you know, moving on to Frozen, I'm just really happy that Frozen has taken, you know, the pedestal from Maelstrom and like become like an iconic ride in Epcot. Because Epcot doesn't have a whole lot of rides. Well, and I, I think that I did misspeak earlier as our, our live audience has alerted me. So when you when you go down backwards, you actually do not get thrown by the snowman. You just back up away from Elsa. Now, the forward drop is where you see the snowman. And that's where the ride photo is taken as well. So there's kind of a combination drop here. You go backwards and then you turn around and go forwards. Which is where the uh, where the snowman is. Gotta love that live studio audience. Well, yes, thank you for the feedback, live studio audience. Well, Pete and Matt, I'll tell you one thing. Hi ho! That's what I see in our future. Hi ho! Seven Dwarfs Mine Train. It's on here as a drop. I don't agree with it. So, Pete, you must have to educate us. Well, this one's tough for me because there's not really a huge iconic drop here like you think of with with a lot of roller coasters it's it's more so a series of small drops much like space mountain what you're missing here is you're missing that in the dark like space mountain has so you don't see what's coming but there are some there are some decent drops here particularly towards the end of the ride look this this roller coaster is not designed to be thrilling for 22 year olds right this is this is definitely a smaller children roller coaster, more akin to like a barnstormer than anything else. You know, so here here's what I think here. There are drops. I I compare it to Big Thunder, where they kind of lightly let you down the drops. The attraction is a mini roller coaster, a young child roller coaster, and it is it is one of my favorite rides in Magic Kingdom, which is kind of unique because it doesn't include the thrills of the drops, but it includes the thrills of the attraction you know we 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 haven't referenced slinky dog tonight but slinky dog probably has more aggressive drops than seven doors but seven doors is a better attraction overall uh if if you're familiar with the snow white movie or snow white the the anything from snow white you're, you're gonna see that in this attraction i think the best thing about this attraction is how smooth the roller coaster is like even on their drop which isn't a you know substantial drop it's still a lot of fun, and the way that you can kind of sway with the ride vehicle, um, you actually feel like the drop is more than the drop is. And getting back to like you know drops here, and we've touched on a lot of them, but this one might be one of the most fun drops that you're going to have. So, so let's talk about Seven Dwarfs in conjunction with 
our, our next drop, and that's Rock and Roller Coaster. Because Rock and Roller Coaster, again, indoors, but you don't consider it really to have a huge iconic drop. Now, what, particularly for me, when, when I think of an iconic drop on this roller coaster, I'm thinking of the drop before you go into the first loop. Yeah, and I think with, with Rock and Roller Coaster, you're actually kind of kind of diving into Everest and a couple other rides we've talked about tonight that you just don't know where you are and you don't know what's a drop and what's not a drop. Like Tom talked about earlier, you know, he's on Everest. When he's going backwards, he feels like he might be upside down. What Rock and Roller Coaster does a great job of is, you know, taking you through like an inverted, you know, loop and just dropping you quickly at 60 miles per hour. And I think that's what makes it feel like a drop and makes you feel like something that's not, you know, really in Disney World. I don't know. Rock and Roller Coaster does not deserve to be here. There's no big drop. Every attraction we've talked about, even Haunted Mansion, had a, at least a monumental drop. Rock and Roller Coaster is a thrill ride, and that's not what we're discussing here. So I'm going to say that I don't agree with the, with the drop, and, and, and this is a group podcast, right? So different opinions. I'm sure Matt threw this one in, but just different opinions, right? I, I don't agree with Rock and Roller Coaster. Pete, don't even look at me like you fought for this too. Rock and Roller Coaster does not have a big drop. No, I, I respect that, Tom. But what what do you replace Rock and Roller Coaster with in a, in a top 10 list? I, I think there's, call me crazy, Flight of Passage has a bigger drop than Rock and Roller Coaster. Slinky Dog has a bigger drop than Rock and Roller Coaster. Slinky Dog's a better roller coaster. And and we, we're not a debate podcast, right? We, we plan our episodes, but we're debating. Slinky Dog is a better roller coaster than rock and roller coaster. And it's real. I, I think that they're different kinds of roller coasters, right? Because Slinky Dog is definitely built to cater more to families, whereas Rock and Roller Coaster is is definitely built to cater more to the thrill seekers. Because it, it does. It's got, what, three inversions on it? So if you're a, a nine-year-old kid or an eight-year-old kid, unless you're kind of that thrill-seeking mentality, that's, that's not your cup of tea. So... I, I think they're different roller coasters. I, I don't know that I'd agree that Slinky's got a bigger drop than Rock and Roller Coaster. I mean, Rock and Roller Coaster is not built for drops, but I don't think Slinky Dog is either. Okay, if Haunted Mansion's backwards drop can be considered monumental, I'm going to say Slinky Dog's drops are monumental, especially if you're peeking over to Galaxy's Edge. Yeah, that's that's the only thing I was going to say, is that, yeah, you could definitely use the, the Slinky dog drops to look at galaxy's edge right now and that does make it money so, yeah, I, I agree with that i don't know i mean i i told you before the episode i love the attraction my wife and i ride this every time as far as inversions it's number one as far as drops it doesn't hit the top 10 for me i think that the the next drop that pete has listed as an honorable mention should be ahead of this drop i, I think that this drop should probably be Maybe top of the list, really, because it's it's a drop that I think everybody needs to hit every more every day, and that's rope drop. Should we just end the episode right there? Just drop it, and that's the mic drop. No, I I think if you if you're a long time listener or a short time listener, we talk about rope drop every single episode. It's almost as inevitable as the great movie ride, which is no longer there. But we talk wow. about getting in the parks early and leaving the parks late. Rope drop. Yeah, I think rope drop is we're gonna we're gonna pretend that uh rock and roller coaster didn't happen. We're gonna replace rock and roller coaster with rope drop and we're just gonna say that's probably the best drop at Disney World. How about that? Because out of all the drops that I can think of, 
that drop is certainly the best drop. But but if you're going to really rope drop is vital. You know, you we we do talk about getting to the park early, staying late. I think that getting to the park early is significantly more important than staying late. You you can get more done in the first hour at any of these parks than you can in the last hour, without question. Because the last hour, you know, you may get in 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 a line at the last minute, and that's all you get to do. The first hour, you knock out three, four, five attractions. So rope drop, bump it up to number one. Yeah, so I, w- I was with you the entire time. Rope drop can't be number one because that's not the idea of this episode, but Pete, you're right. We, we harp on this. My wife and I are going to Disney in two months. We've talked about rope drop. Pete and I are going to Disney in a week and a week. half. We have harped about going to Hollywood Studios at rope drop. That's the biggest drop. All right, and on that, let's move on to the secret and trivia question of the night. Tom, what do we got this week? Did you know, to recreate the lowlands surrounding Mount Everest, more than 900 bamboo plants, 10 species of trees, and 110 species of shrubs were planted to create this atmosphere. That's the step Disney will take to uh, bring you into the moment, the atmosphere. Going to the trivia question tonight, as I've mentioned every podcast, you can tweet us at men do WW podcast or email us at men do WW at gmail.com. Uh, trivia question of last week. What year did Star Tours open? Tricky question. It, the year was 1989. The day was December 15th. That was at Disney World. Disneyland opened prior to that. We had a lot of people guess the Disneyland date. And unfortunately, we are a Disney World podcast and that's what we look for. Going to the trivia question of this week. What month and year did Blizzard Beach open? We talked about Blizzard Beach. Summit Plummet resides there. Uh, that's that's what we think is the biggest thrill ride or thrill drop or biggest drop at Disney World. Uh, again, what month and year did Blizzard Beach open where Summit Plummet resides? You can tweet us at podcast or email us at mendowdw at gmail.com. Look forward to your answers or your guesses, and we will see you next week. And actually, we will not see you next week. We will see you in two weeks. We will be down in Orlando next week, and so there will not be a podcast next week, but we'll be back in two weeks. So that's all we have for this week. Please tune in two weeks for some more Disney magic. Look for us on the Twitter at Podcast. If you have any suggestions, questions, or comments, please tweet us or email us at mendowdw at gmail.com. If you enjoyed the podcast, please subscribe and leave us a review. It really does help us out. Thank you so much for listening and giving us the most valuable thing you have, your time. We'll see you in two weeks.